1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: My talkers, what a beautiful hump day compared to yesterday. I know it's a little cold out there, but the sun is out, which makes a big difference. And Lori and Julia are back in studio from their first Santa stop of the year at Hassan Dinner Theater. How was it, guys? It was
1: super fun. Yeah, it
0: sounded like a blast.
1: Super fun. We always have fun.
0: Yeah. That's your we place. We going
1: out. We're going next week, Hammer on Tuesday. And then we've got creative hair design the
2: following week. Lovely. Mm -hmm. It's fun to be out on the road. It it was not fun driving there yesterday. Well, I got to be honest, but I was really happy with how many people in the neighborhood showed up. Yeah,
1: a lot of people came. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. It was, but I realized that I like we were we drove out to Chan yesterday in the like the height of the storm, right Mm -hmm. when they closed MSP airport. Oh, at one thirty because Mm -hmm. the snow was coming faster than they could, and then the runways were closed for like uh, till four. The snow was coming so fast they couldn't get it cleared. So we were driving right in the peak of the peak of the mess. Yikes. Yeah, that did not sound fun. Oh, my it gosh. bugs you more than me. I know. Julia, it I was know. dangerous yesterday driving at w- between like one and three because of the ice. Yeah.
0: When you called me on the phone. You could hear the I, ice I, on my windshield. I couldn't right I could.
2: I couldn't imagine what you were going through driving just out the like, Chan, Oh, yes. man. But yes, the Chan, they always feed us well. And a lot of people showed up. So that was super fun. Um, I want to give a shout-out tomorrow night. Um, You were out of town, Julia, but we had um, Gail Shore on for her. She's written a book. You know, she's traveled to over 100 countries, and it's called Opening My Cultural Lens, A Globe Trekker's Experience in Photographs. And she's got, like, photos and what she's... It's really a cool book. But she is doing a book reading um, tomorrow at... um, Right down at Beaver Pond Press on West Seventh Street. Is that
1: where that is? It is. It is. So anyway,
2: starts at six o'clock, and you can just uh, you can just you know show up. They're right down on West Seventh Street, but it's uh, it's really if you're interested in travel and wondering about like places that you think you're never gonna go to, but you're curious about it. Gail's got it covered because she's been everywhere.
1: And she's such an amazing photographer yeah, that her really photos is. and she's a great storyteller. That would be fun. Yes, yes. Very 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 fun
2: oh so i know right yeah i know it is it wednesday yes it is is. (laughs) that's that's my
1: speaker i'm sorry what's going on it's playing in the
2: background i'm trying to turn it off what what are you reading
1: while we're talking Um, i'm joining Streamyard, so i can see our colleague on the other side of the wall that i can never see that's Mm -hmm. true that is what i'm doing did you guys hear the b52s are doing a 10-night residency in vegas do you care
2: I do care. I kind of do too. I I, uh, I heard Andy Cohen talking about going to see them on, uh, and the, he said they sounded so great. You but, told us that last week. I think we were talking about them for yeah. some reason. So you know, I don't know if I call a residency ten nights, but that seems to be that's how what they're doing now. Doing it. This is how they position it. Yeah. you know, Diana Ross comes in and plays, you know, three or four nights. She doesn't demand that it's called a residency. I love you, Lori.
1: <laughs> okay, she's just it's four the four. Diana
2: Ross. Standard. that's right just appear oh. but that's that's <laughs> kind of fun so and that yeah we're going to talk about later but sad news in mm. the music world christine mm. mcphee Mm-mm. uh you know one fourth of fleetwood mac has is, is passed away uh, her family announced that she died after a short illness in a hospital so, 79 years yeah, old yeah that's really young well, yeah, I'm realizing that, like all you know, a like lot all of these people, people are like in their late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. and you just never know. And I think she put out an album uh, this summer, a solo album, but people don't realize how many songs, songs, yeah, that she wrote, and also whose voice that you hear. So we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit because we're still processing. Because that that was just that like, just broke. Yeah, it just broke like an hour ago. Oh,
1: yes, It is when you say it, Lori, because I remember um, you tried to see... um,
2: I did see Fleetwood Mac in 2014 when they all all the original members You did see that. Mm -hmm, That was Um, so great.
1: But you would go out and you're like, I have to see them. They're going to die. I have to go see (laughs) this band because you never know if they're coming back again. And this, because of our age with some of the great people we grew up with who are 20 years older, they are... In that bewitching time where you don't know, so
2: that is correct. I know. Oh, I know it. But anyway, um, I don't have bowling tonight. I've got a. I've got my book club tonight. What's your (sighs) book? What book did you read? Uh, Louise Erdrich. We've been saying her name wrong all these. Instead of Erdal, Erdich. Erdich. It's Erdrich. The sentence was it good? Um. Yeah, I read it on vacation. in in november when i was there with the family and um i read it in a day and it starts off slow but it's sort of like a magical realism kind of ghost story it takes place in a bookstore from november 2020 to november of 2021 and obviously the bookstore is Birch Bark books louise's uh um, bookstore. That's Wait a second. Late.
1: Obviously, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> both, <laughs> not, uh, obviously. both you and I are like, oh, uh, obviously, we have no idea well, what she's talking about. Louise obviously. has had
2: Birch bark <laughs> books for a very long time, so when she writes a book that takes place and it's at a bookstore around a lake, you know she's, you know, it's hers. It's yeah. Oh, it's funny. Her, but she doesn't <laughs> name it by that. But it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what Who the read group it? Well, I think everyone has read it, but just, like, I'm always curious about a book club because I think um, book clubs easily get off track, and that's what people like about them, and it's also what people who are more serious about the book clubs don't like about them. They don't like people... Social hour? Yeah, they want want to talk about the book. They want to, and, like, so this, uh, this neighborhood book club... Um, the lady who runs it, shout out to Karen. She actually has like a, like a, a list, a, a dang, a like gavern, a javelin, a gavel, a gavel, a gavel. A gavel. Yeah.
1: she's got a gavel.
2: <laughs> the book club, Talkie Woolage. Ad- and when start. people go off track, she'll let's get back on topic. And then, you know, after an hour of discussing, then we're free to that's awesome, gossip and whatever. But the first time I went, I was kind of shocked that uh, a gavel came out and. You know, someone was in charge of the discussion and... Well,
1: it's kind of interesting because I've been in them in the I've been wanting years, but it would be sometimes we'd read the book. Sometimes we wouldn't read the book. It was great to get together in the neighborhood. It know, all
2: but, depends on sort of who's if, running it. Or agreed. who's in charge of, of the book and stuff. And I hardly ever make any of the book clubs because I always have bowling on right. Wednesday night. And I had requested this night off or... The sentence for the sentence for the sentence Yeah. so i could uh I, but my, you like all right you like the book uh, you know what i did the sentence at first when i first started reading it, it felt like a sentence yeah it sounds like it, it but it, like it. F- <laughs> it really comes around and is a great story and really uh um i i liked it quite a bit good so, but yes at first you know and i had a couple of people reach out in the neighborhood is this is it I'm like, keep reading, give it time, keep reading is this this isn't one you picked though, is it? I didn't pick this oh, no, the the club picked it oh, I okay. just um uh, uh-huh. I'm a bonus member of the club. I make so I few love the you. meetings, <laughs> <I love you. laughs> well, maybe an honorary bonus member. Oh I don't know, all right, listen, when we come back. this story really really shocked us, and it's our story we can't get enough of wow we're we're playing the Christmas song it started it's happening. up yep, it started. Oh, I that. It's happening it started it's happening. It so I sent this to Julia this morning. Oh. I'm just, you know, flipping around on my phone looking for stories for the show today and checking what the comments were about the big announcement, you know, with mm-hmm. Dawn moving to Bradley's yes, show and Holly is, going to Jason. Yes. So I'm just flipping around, and all of a sudden I see this, these photos on the Daily Mail Uh-oh. about TJ Holmes and Amy Robach, who are both on Good Morning America. And they're the they do the lunchtime segment together. Oh, do
1: they do that? I didn't know they, they did that. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, apparently, the lunchtime segment is an hour show. Right. Lunch, yeah. Apparently,
2: the married co-hosts have been sharing uh, much more than a mutual love of running and the great outdoors and uh, their mutual spouses. Apparently, these two have been locked in a passionate romance for several months even though they both have been married for 12 years to their respective partners. Do they both have 12 years? That's so- 12 James, years, and yeah. the four of them used to all go out. Amy Robach Shane. married to...
1: Billy, uh, Billy from... Billy um, Shue from... Andrew Shue.
2: Andrew Hsu from Melrose Place. That's wow. right. And, um... And I was like, it was just on the Daily Mail, but the photos were very, um, very telling. They were at a weekend, uh, November 13th at this cozy cottage up in upstate New York. And he had his hand on her bottom as she was putting the suitcase in the bag. And then the base in the trunk. Yeah. And then they also had photos (laughs) of them uh, at a bar. Like uh, they weren't trying to hide it because it was a O'Donoghue's bar in Times Square. Yeah laughing and being cozy, sitting at the bar. And then um, they didn't spend Thanksgiving together, but then they were spotted uh, this past Monday um, going back and forth to each other's apartment. And then in the story, it says, um, well, everyone knows Amy and TJ have been close friends for a long time now, running together and even socializing as a foursome. However, they... uh, the story said when the, the the two spouses learned of the romance, the couples are, are said to have split up in August of this year but sure. without telling anybody because yep. we would have remembered this. And now People Magazine is reporting that both Amy and TJ have shut down their Instagram accounts today because... They uh, do not want to hear about it from anybody. That's right, because mm-hmm. of these photos and... Um, uh. um And again, the story that we're hearing, however we're hearing it from, whether it's their publicist or just uh, they're saying that the spouses, that the relationships with their spouses ended in August, but without anyone knowing about it. Yes, yes, yes. So I feel like I I do think that the spouses maybe are just finding it out. And these two also um, traveled to England for the Jubilee together and they were having quite a good time but i always thought well who wouldn't want to be an assignment exactly for, for a 10 week? days i mean they were there forever for for they had the most time. coverage so it's uh, really weird because a source told people okay. magazine before you say that is that tj and amy's gma colleagues were somewhat surprised to see the new photos Um, I'm going to say somewhat surprised. I'm going to say they're as shocked as you and I were. I I am so shocked by this. So the first
1: time... So these two... Amy is a runner. She climbs mountains. We would always see pictures of her and Andrew Shue climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, doing this, doing that. And so when... The New York uh, marathon happened, might have only been a month ago. It
2: was, but they started training together like in March. Of
1: course, but so they, the next morning, it was on a Monday morning and it was TJ sitting on the end, Amy sitting in the middle and George on the other side and they panned to the feet of TJ and Amy and neither of them had their shoes on because their feet were so sore Uh from running the marathon Mm -hmm. and they were talking about that a little bit and there were pictures of those two at the finish line and I'm like, Where's Andrew Shue? But not thinking anything
2: because they always about this. I've talked about how happily married they each are. Yeah. Another source told People, an anonymous source, there were rumors they were having an affair about a year ago, because mm. they had such intense chemistry. But nobody thought anything of it, right? Because the four of them would go out on dates together, and there would be photos on Instagram or right. whatever, and. um But there haven't been any photos of the the four of them together for a few months, and Amy's been spotted without, without her ring, ring on. So um, GMA, TJ Holmes, Amy Robach, Andrew Shue, and um, TJ's wife have not returned any of People Magazine's calls for comment.
1: Okay, just FYI. So let's see. Amy and Andrew sparked rumors and like in early November this year, Lori, and mm -hmm. we missed this. After eagle-eyed fans noticed she wasn't wearing a wedding ring yeah. and missing in multiple photographs, the two were last seen publicly, Amy and Andrew, on in June of this year. Mm-hmm. Oh dear! Oh
2: yeah. I wonder how GMA will deal with this. Well, the New York Post has this headline because you know they GMA three the hour. They always yes, need yes. to know. So the New York Post. Okay. Post a photo of that. He may co-host ditch spouses amid affair report, and then he's taken down his Instagram. TJ Holmes, yeah, and the Daily Mail had the. They did. They they had had the scoop, and whoever. And I
1: was. We were talking about this in the double wide because there's a video of this cottage trip the weekend before Thanksgiving. Where she's putting her luggage into the trunk in the woods. Yeah. And he's just going by her and he kind of spanks her bot. That you would only, it looked intimate. Mm-hmm. But they were in a private, it looked like a private place. It just felt so invasive. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think
2: this is a good day for either of them. staff was buzzing at the Jubilee about this, how much fun they were having. Um, and yeah, Amy and Andrew were last photographed in May of 2022 and TJ's wife, was an attorney, Marilee Feebeg, um, Wait. again, they're saying. Did her attorney's name was what? Fee, Feebag. Oh, Feebag. Okay, Feebeg. sorry. I, I, thought oh, it was Fleabag. I thought it was Fleabag. And I'm so like, did oh, I when I first looked at it. Interesting like name that. for a lawyer. <laughs> and again, again, this, another story says, uh, as soon as uh, the spouses learned of the romance, the couples went their separate ways.
1: Listen, when he started at GMA in 2014, Uh-oh. they struck up a hard friendship. And Say um, that again. How yeah, hard no was kidding. it and
2: how often? And Amy Robach said, my
1: God, you couldn't have picked a better person to ask me what I thought of because we've been trying to figure out a way to work together literally for the past five years. Mm. They also would double date. The moment he started Uh-oh. at ABC, we just clicked. We've gone on tons of double dates with our spouses, and my daughters even babysat his daughters. Oh
2: Uh-oh. my word! Uh-huh. Um, oh dear, dirty. I mean they they basically got caught, and she they t- weren't working on any morning news programs. Okay, and I just wonder. Oh boy, I wouldn't want to be a publicist at GMA today. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. So they... It's the messiest story I've ever seen on
1: a morning news show since Matt Lauer. Yeah. She yeah. described him as basically TJ Holmes, her brother. We can just finish each other's sentence. We get along so well. It's so wonderful to have that, that trust. You don't even have that in the seat. Mm. All right. Wow. Well, that happened. Yeah. Shake up at GMA, who's been Maybe squeaky the British clean davoids,
2: uh, knew about their little affair, and that's why they were also, you know...
1: Looking for following them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh gross.
2: Yeah. They're gross.
1: All right. All right, thanks for hanging out with us. There's so much more juicy stuff about this Amy Robarts and TJ. Robach, Robach and TJ Holmes thing. Oh. Yeah. Now remember, Amy and Andrew met in the line at the airport. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And you know who else met in the line? It's Neil with us. Yeah,
2: Neil. Oh, with Neil's this. with us. Hi Neil. Neil Justin, music critic for the Star <laughs> Tribune, is joining us. Hello, Neil. Hi, Neil. Hello. We are just gasping over the Amy Robach, TJ Holmes. Scandal. Uh, affair. Scanda- Escandalo.
0: I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you.
2: Yeah, I know it. You could hear me, Neil. Yeah, Amy Robach mm-hmm. and TJ Holmes have been getting it on. Good morning, America. Oh, boy. I, know. I know it. Like the the Good Morning America is imitating the morning show storyline.
0: <laughs> you guys are watching too much TV, but I like it. I we know. do,
2: we do. Okay, it. so Neil, we were so um, delighted that you uh, called Wednesday the new Adams Family series an ooky Spooky delight because uh, Julia watched all Loved eight it. episodes. I've watched five. What a what a terrific show!
0: Yeah, uh, you know, it was hard to believe that anybody could play Wednesday after Christina Ritchie did, but uh, this Jenna Ortega is is quite terrific. She's uh, she's a real talent.
2: Oh, it is so so good. And I Chris- guess I guess yesterday, um, uh, the Wednesday dethroned Stranger Things to break Netflix's uh, streaming numbers oh. or hours viewed.
0: Yeah, one of the things that's really nice about it is it's kind of a return to form for Tim Burton. And, uh, you know, he hasn't had a hit in a long time. And, uh, you know, television uh, gives uh, a lot of movie directors uh, another chance. And uh, he's uh, he's taking full advantage of it.
2: How about um, how come they haven't announced a second season yet on, on this show? They did. Did they? Yes, they I did. They did. Yeah, they did. Okay. They announced it over the weekend, I think. Yeah, okay. they did. All right, good because I'm like that should get a, a, a renew immediately. Um, what else are you watching and loving?
0: Well, there's a new a uh, uh, miniseries starting Sunday uh, called George and Tammy, which is about uh, George Jones and Tammy Wynette, and mm-hmm. it's. Uh, Michael Shannon, uh, a name that people might not recognize, but they'll recognize his face. Uh, and then Jessica Chassain as, as Tammy Wynette. And uh, boy, she's terrific. I mean, she just won the Oscar. This is from the same uh, writer who wrote Eyes of Tammy Faye, the that, mm. that got of the Oscar. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if she wins an Emmy for this. She's really terrific. And boy, her and uh, Michael Shannon, they did their own singing, which... You know, if you're going to imitate George Jones and Tammy Wynette, you better have good pipes. And, and they both do. Um, the the scenes where they're singing together are, are really terrific. Oh, good.
2: And that's no on kidding. Showtime starting Sunday.
0: That's on Showtime starting Sunday. It's six parts. And, you know, uh, people may know that George Jones and Tammy Wynette were a couple, but I, I don't know if they realize how volatile and interesting that relationship was and how they continued to make music even after a, a pretty bitter divorce um it's a really interesting story even if you don't like country music but it it certainly helps if if you like country that's for sure
2: yeah i I can't i can't wait to watch that have you had a chance to watch um
0: lizzo love lizzo her documentary yet i have not uh they didn't send it out ahead of time which was kind of weird Mm -hmm. uh i gotta admit i'm a little Lizzoed out i mean i know that she's a great talent and uh I'm with but you a little bit there. She's everywhere. Yeah, and she she's going to be doing a New Year's Eve concert as well, which I'm sure will be terrific. She's great. Uh, you know, I, I got to see her uh, when she did her show out here at Treasure Island Casino. And, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, is she maybe a little overexposed?
2: Okay. I, I agree with you on that one because we had yeah. to her reality series, which won the Emmy. Yeah, I'm but done I, I'm for a little still, while. I'm curious to see that, but yeah, I don't know anyone who's who's watched it yet. Now, you gave a plug one of your TV critics' picks last week. Um, it's a Bravo show called Love Without Borders.
0: Yeah, it's another. Uh, you know, we, we tend to mention reality shows that have a Minnesotan in it, and. uh uh, that qualified. Otherwise I probably wouldn't have looked at it. Okay. Um, you know, there's so many dating series. Uh, this one's kind of got an interesting twist at the love lore and travel overseas to find love. And they're kind of fish out of water in Africa and Europe and, and different places. It's fine. I mean, you know, <laughs> I got enough problems in my own love life ladies. Uh, okay. I don't need to watch other people, but, um, it's fine. It's a little cleaner than some of the other shows. You know, I think these people are maybe possibly genuinely looking for love, but um, (laughs) uh, as opposed to some of the other things out there, but it's no temptation Island.
1: (laughs) Okay. Oh, damn it. Damn it. All right. I have a question for you. So I started (laughs) watching um, welcome to Chippendales. Yeah. Did you like it?
0: I have not watched it. Okay. Um, What do you think?
1: I started watching it. It, it yeah, I'm hoping it gets a little better.
0: Okay. I'm hoping I mean, it, it looks, gets a little better. I, I thought it was gonna be a comedy, maybe because Kamal is, yeah. is starring in a Naji. No. But from what I can tell it, it's not a comedy. At, is all. That right?
1: At all. Yeah. Okay. It's it's really um, not. And it's it's fascinating. He just really what his original thing was before Chippendale started, he's he wanted to place a backgammon club. That's how we started going on okay. yeah. trying to do something different. So it's very, it's a true story. Yeah. Though. It's yeah. interesting, mm-hmm. but it just, it didn't have any, it didn't have a sense of humor with it, I guess.
0: Yeah. You know, Kamal's an interesting guy. I think he's, he's stretching out. I love the big sick. It's one of my favorite movies of yes, the last five loved. or six years. Yeah. And he's got a TV series called little America in the second season that he produced with his wife, Emily Gordon. And, uh, that new season starts next week. There's actually an episode uh, based in Minnesota on the chef that uh, the Somali chef who uh, tried to get a camel on a stick at the Minnesota State Fair. And so I just watched that episode this afternoon. And, and that's a really great series uh, the first seasons already on Apple. And it's, uh, you know, every every episode is looking at a different immigrant in America. It's, oh, cool. it's really a terrific series.
1: All right, that sounds like something to watch. I never even heard of before. Mm-mm. Little America and Apple Plus.
0: Yeah, and they're all about 30, 40 minutes long. Uh, you know, it's an anthology series, so every episode uh, stands on its own. And, and they're just kind of in, inspirational, fun stories. This one uh, on the Minnesotan is pretty light, um, but they're all uh, about sort of celebrating immigrants.
2: Cool. I like that. Did you end up liking the third and final season of dead to me?
0: Uh, Sort of. I mean, as I mentioned in my review, Christina Applegate is is dealing with MS and she's limited. I mean, she's a great physical comic. Most of her scenes are in bed, Um, but uh, Linda Cardellini is, is fantastic. And uh, I think they wrapped it up pretty nicely. I, I think, Three Seasons was enough for that show. Mm-hmm. I really liked the chemistry between the two of them. Um, they were a great kind of comedy duo. This last episode is kind of reminiscent of Delma and Louise in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two are terrific, and and, and I do recommend it. it. It It's not one of the great series, but um, it's been fun to watch those two veteran comic actors have some some good meaty parts.
2: Yeah. How about You got any other, we're like looking for new we're shows. We're looking for a new show. I know we have Emily in Paris, but you don't like that show. The trailer came out, but I mean, are you, have you watched anything really great that you want to tell people about?
0: Uh, there's a new uh, four-part documentary series on HBO on Richard Branson, which I learned a lot. Um, you know, he's been in the news for decades, but right. I didn't know a lot of his backstory and how he started Virgin Records and the airline. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's pretty interesting. Okay. Um, there's a new documentary uh, coming out in theaters. I don't know when it'll be streaming on Al Sharpton called Loudmouth that I liked a lot. Um, again, a guy that's been in the news for a long time, but I didn't really know his backstory. And so he's an interesting figure as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And how about, um, I, I? I think Casey has wanted to watch this, the remake of all quiet on the Western front. That's on Netflix.
0: Did you like that? I did. Uh, I mean, like is a weird word for it because it's pretty traumatic, but, uh, for those not familiar with the book or the other movies, it's world war one, the waning days of world war one seen through a young German soldiers eyes. And, uh, this is a particularly harrowing version of it. Um, And I actually watched it with English subtitles, uh, but you can watch it in the German version. I sort of accidentally started watching it with not subtitles, sorry, dubbing. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I sort of accidentally started watching with the dubbing. And for me, I I kept it on because it helped me associate with the soldiers better. Mm -hmm. Um, Hearing them talk in British accents. Yeah. I sort of forgot they were the enemy. Yeah. And it helped sympathize, but it's it's very stark. Um, it, it's not, um, you know, it, it doesn't refrain from showing you the, the war, especially when it's so futile as it was for the Germans in those yeah. in those final weeks. Okay. Uh, but it, it, it's very well done.
1: OK, I have one last one. Have you watched Extraordinary Attorney Wu?
0: Yeah, I didn't care for that show. You
1: didn't. I uh, thought it, was... it reminded
0: me a little bit of Alan McBeal. I, I thought it was uh, sort of made it sound like if that professional women only care about snaking a man and, and finding the best dress. Um, th- really? I, I didn't really find the professional part of it. I suppose it's kind of a fantasy, but um, I I would rather see a law show about a woman where her career actually seems to be a priority.
1: I see. I didn't get that at all. That's such. A, but we loved Ally yes. McBeal, that and we loved Ally McBeal.
0: I hated Ally McBeal, all right. yeah, for the same reason. And with that, we're uh, going mean, to hang much, up on you. <laughs> when did she actually show herself to be a good lawyer?
1: Well, I thought a ternary, um I thought Wu was a good lawyer because she brought up things that other people didn't think about.
0: Yeah, I, I just I watched thought all it, was of it too much about um, romance and parties and. Oh my gosh, uh, those aren't the professional women I know. Except we for watched, you two.
1: Except for us, exactly. We have to watch two different shows. Oh, Neil, we miss you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> thank, right, thank you. Neil.
0: Let's do it in studio next time. I, okay.
2: We would love it. Anytime. Right, we're going to hold so you much. to it. Follow Neil. Okay. Uh, all right, uh at Neil Justin, um, he covers media and also comedy for the Star Tribune or pick up a copy of paper. We'll be right back. Super sad news today. Our, our uh, songbird, Christine McVie, uh, passed away. Her family advised us. Yes. After a short illness in the hospital, she died um, just, you know, today. So I don't know when she went in the hospital or anything like that. But just a short
1: illness. Yeah, she
2: wrote so many brilliant songs. And Fleetwood Mac, you know, they oftentimes will end their show with Songbird, which she sings. She, of course, she wrote and sang leads on everywhere, Don't Stop, Over My Head, Think About Me, Little Lies. Say You Love Me, You Make Loving Fun. I mean, she really, when Fleetwood Mac, when that became the four of them, Buckingham and Fleetwood Mac, and then uh, Mick Fleetwood, I mean, and then Stevie and Christine, that's when Rumors came out and that,
1: everything. But she
2: was such a big part of the songwriting and also people maybe identify Stevie Nicks as the one who sings all the song, but a lot of the The hits... It's Christine McVie's voice. And that's why when they did the tour that you saw with your brothers, Christine McVie was not there. And that's why wasn't she there? She had a a terrible fear of flying and she lived in England and she just had... Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get
0: podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Had gotten this fear of flying and wow. then she came back to the band in 2014 and um, she's, she's just was like very... I mean, it's amazing that that Rumors album ever came out because of all the turmoil in the band that was going on. I mean, Buckingham, Lindsay and and, uh, Stevie Nicks, their relationship, then um, Christine McVie's marriage, you know, disintegrated and she started, uh, she had a thing with the group's lighting director and... So, uh, but Don't Stop and You Make Loving Fun were like two of the biggest hits on the Rumors album. And she wrote both of those albums. And of course, that that was album of the year in 1978. And such a great, great, great album. And Everywhere is being played everywhere because it's in a commercial right now. And um, the band never really... Tusk was a little bit, but they never really achieved the success that they had um, with, rumors. with rumors, and um, and of course, you know, just, uh, it was a song, you know, so many songs about breaking up and all the loving, and I remember I think Bill Clinton had "Don't Stop" as part of like his uh, campaign right? presidential yeah. campaign, and um, and the group was going to perform at his inaugural ball in 1993. And um, she just had just like this fear of flying and, and, oh. and couldn't go. But people, when they would tour without her, you're like, wait, that doesn't sound like the voice on the radio. Cause she was the one that was singing a lot of the hits mm-hmm. and writing them. And she was at between her 1976 divorce from McVee And her 1986 marriage to this other guy. She was engaged for three years to the hottest Beach Boy, Dennis Wilson. She was a drummer, songwriter, and vocalist. All right. And she also had a band in the maybe late 60s. Um, She went by Christine Perfect, and her group had a hit with a cover of. um, um, They covered Etta James's um, "Sexy Sultry." I'd rather go blind. Oh. oh, it's such a good song. And um so uh yeah, she that's the first time she was on the charts because she was on the lead on this. I'd rather go blind. And it was this group called Chicken Shack was the British group. And then when she married John McVie, who was the bass player for Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. you know, that's when she dropped Christine Perfect, her name, and and then
0: Sorry, I didn't oh, mean to bring this? this. This is "I'd Rather Go Blind."
2: Yeah, Christine. This is Christine doing it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I was yeah. just going to listen to it in here.
1: Oh, this is sad. sad. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just reading about kind of her and Stevie Nicks' relationship. Oh and, yeah. And they were together, not mm. together. She was like the sweet,
2: grounded she older was, sister. Yeah. Oh. And, and wrote Stevie so Nicks greats. was a little, little. Wild child. Yes. <laughs> you can take me to the paradise, and then again, you can be cold as ice. I'm over my head, but it sure feels nice. I mean, oh, she had so many good songs, which well, that's, of course... Uh, and everywhere, like you've talked everywhere. about, this one is uh, in that new Chevy electric commercial, mm-hmm. which I cannot stop thinking about you whenever time I hear mm-hmm. it. But. And I don't know to her but she's been she's very active on her social media she's she a bunch of her stuff is going up on a Julian's auction well this sounds like over album. a month did you ago. listen
1: to any of the the song I think from we played
2: I think we Maybe. played a song on new Friday okay. from her songbird uh Album, but yeah, she was just like last week talking about you know the Julian auction. She had all this stuff because, uh, you know, I get it. You're 79. You're going to go through your stuff. Yeah, and you're not going to take it with you. But it's like weird that there's this auction was already planned and yeah, going and everything. And I'm sure like uh we're going to get uh, you know a lot of amazing stories. I know like Kathy Valentine from the Go Go's is just, you know just tweeted something. Just she was really like loved. Um, oh,
1: this is super, world. she was so young. I wonder, you know, if she got septic or something. I mean, something crazy like that, you know, that just can come on yes. from a bite. Yes. Or, you know, because they said it was sudden in quick and then that's it i just
2: think she was like the very level-headed person because remember stevie nicks bangs fleetwood mac then (laughs) she and lindsey but i mean it's a volatile she was from a very wealthy family stevie nicks was you know and christine was married to the original bass player john i mean you know it was but apparently family ties she was just like so incredibly nice there's uh Uh, No one that has, uh, you know, anything bad to say about her, but that she was sort of the heart of the group in the number of songs she wrote and the number of songs she sang lead on, you know? Oh. I know. Jeez, louise uh, i mean like uh, fleetwood or rolling stone has already put out their 16 most essential You're christine right. mcvee songs and then i'm
1: reading like her um christine mcvee's last interview and she mm-hmm. said about her new album song this may be my swan song yeah oh. um we'll have more i mean we just haven't had a chance to kind of get into it but i just one of the coolest
2: voices i think she really and
1: she seems like cool it exactly. didn't need as much as attention
2: like this I feel like Stevie week, needed. Music-wise, Irene Cara and now Christine McBee. She's Louise. I Hi. love that you brought up Irene. Well, still, Irene. <laughs> don't go dissing my Irene. I'm not. fame. Okay.
1: okay. I want to live forever. All right, Grant, what's happening? Oh, it's so, yeah, not no, that no, time. No, we're we're- going to take a quick break and be right back.